Welcome to the Meaningful Mentor Podcast, a podcast where we discuss, encourage and offer suggestions to help you live a more meaningful life despite the barriers of illness, injury or disability. Live the life you want to in a meaningful way. I'm your host, Steph Collinson, an occupational therapist turned business owner. I help businesses with content creation, visibility online and helping them get their message out there to the world. I created a lifestyle that suits me despite my IBS diagnosis and I want to help you do the same. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Meaningful Mentor podcast. Today we have another guest with us and her name is Vanessa McConaughey and she is a autoimmune wellness coach and a functional uh, medicine nutritionist um, and she is here to talk about her experiences and chronic conditions and how she helps people now in her journey so yeah just to hand over to Vanessa to introduce herself and tell us a bit more about herself. Awesome thank you so much I appreciate having me on here. Great thank you so much for being here. Of course of course yeah I mean Wow, where do I even start? Um, <laughs> I know, it's a big, question, a big question, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's been quite the journey. I mean, I guess going back to like high school and, you know, that's, you know, 16, 17 years old. It was just like, we all thought that I had allergies or hay fever, whatever you want to call it, sinus issues, things like that. Because I would be like standing up and I'd be fainting and low blood pressure. And I was like, when mm-hmm. I would go in give blood because that's right the right thing to do you know if we'll put that in quotes there right the right thing to do but we didn't know I wasn't well enough they're like oh yeah it's just I have low blood pressure not a big deal you know whatever I might faint not a big deal type thing and we just kept treating um didn't look at foods didn't look at you know my mom would randomly give me supplements here and there and we're just like okay whatever and then it just it started getting not super bad but I mean when I was in college, it wasn't really a big deal. I think maybe because I had a lot of energy. When we're younger, we have so much energy. <laughs> yeah. And we don't think about half that stuff. If it starts to go down, we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And um, so when I went into, after I graduated college and was in my engineering, first real engineering job, I was like, okay, I'm going hard. Yeah, it's part of my personality, but I just started to kind of crash. Mm-hmm. Not completely crash, but just really go downhill fast. I'm like, why? I, I'm a healthy person. I run, I work out, I eat decently healthy. You know, why am I all of a sudden just exhausted, continuing to have low blood pressure and faint here and there? Mm-hmm. And my mom had been studying naturopathic medicine and she obviously wasn't licensed at the time. And she's like, hey, you know, why don't you come in and talk to one of them in school? We have to get practice anyways. And it can't be me because I'm in family. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship there. And so they sat down and this lady sat down and talked to me for like two hours. Now we all know with conventional medicine, that is not normal, right? Yes. In this realm, it's like here, here's 10, 15 minutes of my time. And then I'm going to order some more blood work or see you in like six months. Mm-hmm. And so I was really just like, wow, she's like two hours. And she asked me not just about like my health and my symptoms, but was like, ask me about all these different areas of my life. Like, mm-hmm. what would a 
relationships like? What was work life like? What was your sleep? What is, you know, what does your room basically look like for sleeping? Where do you do your work? And now this was back in like before we had all of the internet and cell phone, smartphones and things like that. This back to like flip phone age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not that old, but still it's like, so I was describing all of that to her and she's like, what was relationships like physically, all those type of things. And it was just like, why are you asking me these questions type thing? And it was really interesting because after she was done, she's like, okay, well, let's schedule something next week here. I want you to write down like all your foods. And she gave me like this whole list of like what she wanted me to monitor basically for the next week. And she goes, and then we'll reconvene. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do next? And she goes, well, I want to make sure, obviously I got a lot of information from you, but I want to make sure that I understand everything and I take some time to put it all together and see what we have to do next. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you going to give me anything or what? <laughs> no. Okay. Right. It was just so weird to me. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I feel like, and everyone knows being in like, if you have a chronic illness, it's kind of like trial and error, like whatever they want to do with me next. I'm the Guinea pig. Right. Yeah. You just, you just go and try it and see if it works. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So she came back and she's like, okay, let's run some lab work. Now I want to see, it looks like you might have some kind of like adrenal issues going on. I'm like, okay. She's like, do you have any family history? And we started going over some family history stuff too at the next appointment. And I didn't know. I was just like, oh, I, I, I have no idea. I, my parents didn't talk about it. I think a lot of our families just don't talk about that stuff. We try, at least back then, they just try to like hide it or just mm-hmm. think that it's not important, don't want to stress us out, whatever it may be. And so when we got that first test back, it was like, oh, everything looks normal. And she's like, but it's kind, you know, it's in the normal range, but it's trending towards not normal. I'm like, well, okay, now what? And I was like, what does that mean? She goes, let's do some more tests here. And so she ran some more, some more tests and whatnot and ran them within like the, the functional medicine range, which is a lot tighter of a range than the conventional. It's like, how many of us get those tests back? And you're like, oh, you're normal. It's in your head. Move on. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. But if you start narrowing the range, then you start to figure things out that they're going out of control or whatever it may be. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when she started doing it, we started testing in the morning because that's when like cortisol is supposed to be at its highest. She's like, okay, so um, your body doesn't really produce cortisol. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, what, what is all of that? And cortisol for anyone who doesn't know, it's like your, it's your stress hormone. Mm-hmm. So if your body's not producing it, then your body struggles to produce stress and it starts like just eating away at other parts of your body. So that's what mine was doing. And which was why I was starting to be exhausted and things like that. And they finally diagnosed me, and this was from another naturopath back in 2007 after closely monitoring for, gosh, it was a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have Addison's disease. So the thing with Addison's disease, that rare chronic disease, is that you're only diagnosed once 90% of your adrenals are gone. Mm-hmm. So you can't get them back. You can't get, can't reverse it. You can't anything like that. If anyone tells you that that can be cured, that disease, it can't run from that person who tells you that. <laughs> um, and then I found out that my dad has it and that his mom had it. Now it's been known Ooh. that it's not genetic, but um, as any of us who have studied functional medicine and chronic illnesses over the years, it's like your genes matched with your lifestyle and your environments start to trigger and produce diseases and other issues in your life and cancers, things like that. 
could it have been preventable? In my case, they keep saying no. In my dad's case, they keep saying no because they're saying that that was a specific gene. Again, it's rare. So in moving forward, we had to, it's, I hate medication. <laughs> now there's nothing wrong with medication. If we have to take it to live, we use it, right? If, yeah. In my case, there's no other way except for cortisol replacement medication. So I have to take that. And we had to play around with it for a while, the right dosage, the right timing. And it was, they, they kept checking in with me. It was like couple, every couple of days saying, Hey, how are you feeling? Do you think this is the right time? They were in a way empowering me to like, listen to my own body at the time. At that time, I didn't think so. I was just like, well, what do you want me to do next? When am I, you know, all those type of things, which is I think yeah. what a lot of us go through. Mm-hmm. And back then too, no one told me that I should change my lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so I just kept running hard. I kept eating the same things I was doing, involved in all the things I was doing, kind of, you know, kind of a high stress lifestyle, working 50 hours a week type thing. And just kept going, going, going. Finally got to the point where my medication, I was like, okay, everything's good. We would run just quarterly labs just to check where I was at. Okay. You have to take some more vitamin D. Okay. Your energy's low. Okay. Well, let's just take another B vitamin, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally got just annoyed with it. I was like, there's got, I'm still not feeling right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we have that feeling, especially as women, like we have that feeling like something's not right. Yeah, so, something just seems off. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off. And you're like, I know as we get older, your bodies change when you move, like I moved across the country. I'm like, things change, but like, it still is off. And so when I moved from I'm in the United States, moved from the Chicagoland area to the West Coast, the Southwest Coast, where it's hot as heck right now, by the way, <laughs> the summer here. I had to look for another, you know, doctor, another naturopath. And so I am a very detailed person. I did all my due diligence, blah, blah, and finally found one. And this was even out here. They were like, oh, you need to go to an endocrinologist. Now, I had searched for an endocrinologist in network in our insurance plan. And called them up and they're like, okay, it's like a six month wait. I'm like, are you joking me? Like I I need to get in. I need to get my medication. A naturopath Mm -hmm. usually can't just prescribe something. You have to have a medical professional, blah, blah, blah Mm -hmm. at that time. And I had like someone who like picks up the phone and negotiates every little thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I called their office again. I said, no, I need to get in. And so it was like in two months I was able to get in. Then I get in and go to the doctor and they're like, or the endocrinologist there and they're like, yeah, you don't have Addison's disease. I'm like, uh, yeah, I've been living with it for the last handful of years. I've been taking medication for it. And they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, what makes you think that I don't have it? Mm -hmm. My lab work says that everything. They're like, well, you don't look like it. I was like, how am I supposed to look? And they're like, well, people typically with Addison's disease, you know, they have some brown patches, patches on their skin. When they start taking replacement medication, they gain weight. And you guys can't see me, but I'm a very thin person. I always have been. I've struggled to gain weight. What every woman's dream is, right? To like struggle (laughs) to gain weight. (laughs) But I was like, that's ridiculous. Like the guy, the doctor like grabbed my hands and he looked and he's like, yeah, you're supposed to have like patches and stuff on your skin. And I'm like, so that means I don't have it. And he's like, yeah. And so again, I left. I'm like, something's not right. So that doesn't make sense. And I was like, do I make another appointment with a different endocrinologist or do I not? Mm -hmm. So I had found this naturopath and she was like, okay, 
I am one of the rare naturopaths at that time that is that has a medical license where I'm able to prescribe medications at the same time. So I'm like, okay, at least let me keep getting medicated basically so I can live because what would happen a lot of times when I was in Chicago is I was getting my master's degree and I'd be taking the train downtown and I would pass out because I'd be so tired and exhausted. I'd miss stops, things like that. So I'm like, I don't need that stuff to happen because Mm -hmm. of me not being able to get medication. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> choking at my own spit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm okay. As long I'm as alive. you don't fully choke on me, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this would be recorded, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'd gone to her. She ran a bunch of tests and everything like that. And she's like, "Okay, we're taking. You're taking the wrong dose. You're taking too much." They had me on prednisone at the time, which is supposed to be short term. So my face was puffy. I was retaining a lot of water. And so we, we revamped my whole entire regimen. And she goes, on top of it, we need to be running. Um, you shouldn't be having like gluten. And I'm like, what? She goes, I was like, you don't understand. Like I have oatmeal. I have mm-hmm. bread products. I mean, decently healthy, you know, like right whole grain, all that type of stuff. And she goes, no, she goes, that's adding to your problems of exhaustion. And I'm like, well, now what am I supposed to eat? Right. And she's like, yeah. just try it out and let's see for a couple of weeks. And so I tried it out. I started feeling better. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I was, this is when like paleo started coming out. And so mm-hmm. it was eggs and nuts and, you know, stay away from dairy. Fine. I always had like some, I never had dairy like allergy, but I would just get like mucus and things like that. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, but this mm-hmm. is great. This is a great fad and it works with my workouts and all that stuff. And then we had gotten pregnant with my first child. All the pregnancy was good. They're like, you know, you got to come off the hydrocortisone and, you know, keep eating healthy and stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Pregnancy went fine. Delivery went decently fine. And afterwards, good. Everyone happy, blah, blah, blah. Got back on it. And and I started to kind of feel a little off again. I'm mm. like, okay, you know, talk to my naturopath. And she's like, I want to run a food intolerance test because I wasn't really feeling that good in the guts. And I was like... I haven't really changed much of anything other than things you told me. She's like, let's just do it. And so it came back and I couldn't have eggs. I'm like, are you joking me or gluten? I'm like, okay, well, we got the gluten thing. I'm like, and eggs. And she's like, and already dairy. And I'm like, what can I eat? It's like, we all think of like our morning meal. We're like, what can I eat? She's like, well, you can have like tuna and meat and vegetables. I'm like, Well, that's not right. We all have this like mental conception of like what our morning meal should be, right? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Eggs, right? Bagels, all those type of things, which are, I mean, decent for to a point. So I was like, okay, she's like, it'll help you make feel better. All right, because everyone's body is different. That's the thing is everyone's body is different, and we don't realize it when we're in pain, when we're tired, all those things. We're like, we just want someone to help us. And then when someone tells us what we need to do, we're like, no, please, yeah. no. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So I got pregnant again. And, the, you know, this was like 12. No, this was like eight, nine months later. I, I, well, I can't remember. Anyways, it was <laughs> like, we had one, we had another baby very soon after. Um, <laughs> Don't discredit me because I can't add numbers right now, but <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, no judgment at all. And then so we had that one and they said, no, now you have to stay on the hydrocortisone and still eat the way you were. And I, just, I felt like just 
junk throughout that pregnancy. Now it's still like, I wasn't sick, but I just didn't feel right mentally. I'm like, okay, yeah, I had a toddler and he didn't really speak much and, but he was a happy kid, but full of energy. And I'm like, okay, is this just mom life? You know, this is how it is. And no one really tells you how your body should be behaving or what you should be doing after you give birth. You know, they're like, oh, if you feel super sad, you're depressed go, you know, go talk to your doctor, but you should feel some sadness and you should be just because of how it's that, but that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And moms, you know, parents and things like that, they're like, well, you just go through it. That's just how it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going through this pregnancy, give birth, you know, whatever, but this kid, man, he, the second he came out, he, the kid wouldn't stop crying. He's four years old. He still whines like a little baby. <laughs> I love him dearly, <laughs> but I, like, he still does. And I'm like, could that have been how I, my body was reacting to certain things during the Mm -hmm. pregnancy, all the things that we were messing around with? I don't know. Can't go back and change it now. And then after that one, I went into some serious depression, thought it was postpartum. They're like, yeah, just, you know, monitor things. You're going to, you're crying a lot. Okay. Just try and get some extra rest. I'm like, you try to get some extra rest. I got two little kids at home. I have a husband that works. Our family's across the country and Mm -hmm. I have Addison's disease, a rare autoimmune condition that very few people know about that I've been hospitalized multiple times for. And I have to like be conscious enough to tell the doctors in the delivery room, in the ER, all those things about my condition to help Mm -hmm. them fix me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the audience is like that too. It's like, no, I have this disease and this is what you're supposed to do. But when you're in a crisis, you're like, please, someone help me and let me just relax. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you want to self-advocate and like, you know, tell them and inform them. But then at that point you're in that much kind of distress. (laughs) You're just like, okay. Exactly. The adrenals being the stress hormone and you're trying not to stress during a crisis, you know, all those things. So it was hard again, I don't like medication. The only medication that I was on was the hydrocortisone. And my naturopath was like, okay, Vanessa, she goes, I know we don't like it. I'm not a fan of it either, but you are so off with the depression. I don't want anything to happen to you or the kids. Not that I was thinking anything about harming anyone or myself or anything like that. It's just, if anyone's been depressed, you're just like, you're not with it. You can't think straight. It's it's worse than freaking brain fog. It's just you you can't do anything but survive the day, if not mm-hmm. half the day type thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband's like, you got, you know, just get some help and just something, anything. And so she was like, let's give you the absolute smallest dose of antidepressant just so you can start thinking straight again. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, this is not you, you know, all this stuff. And she, uh, she's like, let's just try it. Let's, we'll have a plan to come off of it. You know, I know you're breastfeeding and all that stuff. It's not going to harm the baby. You'll be fine. It's a very small dose. So I was like, okay, I fought it for a little bit and then a couple of weeks and I'm like, okay, fine. I got to get on it. I got to. So I did and got me stable enough to be able to think straight. And then I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, something's still off. And so in talking to her, she's like, let's, let's run a couple of things. Cause typically with, you know, after pregnancy, our bodies, it's a trauma. It, it goes through a major trauma and it typically doesn't go back to what our, our personal normal is. She goes, most women, what happens is they get a lot of thyroid issues after pregnancy. So I was like, okay, whatever that means, right? A lot of us, we, we aren't educated on this stuff. I strongly think that we should be educated on this stuff in school. I don't know about you, but we, th- we should. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. A lot of stuff about our bodies and how 
to listen to it and all those sorts of things should be taught mm-hmm. you know, at school but that's a whole other <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other thing isn't it right. but no, definitely yeah, so I agree. that's a whole other thing we'll talk about later <laughs> but so when we got the results back from running on my thyroids and how because your thyroid it, it that's your energy that's how your body helps metabolize and everything has to work together so we had had the we got the adrenal part of it down and now it was working on the thyroid part of it and we've came back and someone's a normal TPO antibodies, thyroid peroxidase antibodies should be under 60. This is an American. It's, it should be under 60. Mine was at 420. And so she's like, you have Hashimoto's. And I was like, well, again, what does that mean? Right. And she's like, your body, your thyroid is struggling to produce the, the T3 and the T4 to help you metabolize. Your body is running very high, which is why you're thinner, um, things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, now what? And she goes, okay, so we got rid of the gluten. Here we go, right? We got rid of the eggs. We got rid of the dairy. She goes, now no soy or corn. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, gosh, what in yeah. I said, why? And she goes, so the thyroid, the, the molecular structure of the thyroid, that is similar to the molecular structure of corn. And I said, okay. She goes, what are the most of the gluten-free things made up of? Corn, potato. She goes, you shouldn't be a potato either. I'm like, are you joking me? Right? And she's like, and soy is just not good for anyone, especially with thyroid issues. And I forgot why she said why. And I'm like, okay, here we go again. And so yeah. she's like, we got to get it down fast. She goes, either you eat an extremely, extremely strict diet and don't cheat and I was like, oh, I mean, I can do it, but oh my goodness, that's going to be tough, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of us go through. It's like, oh, here, eat the autoimmune protocol. Here, eat keto, blah, blah, blah. And we can do it for a period of time, but for your, the entire rest of your life, that's yeah, hard. Like set, you know, restricting certain foods, especially like I've gone through that with the IBS and, you know, you yeah. can't eat this and you can't eat that. So I can really relate. So it, it's not sustainable long-term to do that, but for a certain no, period. But it, it's, it it's listening to your body too. And yeah, it's like, sure. This past weekend here in America, we had 4th of July, you know, I have a couple of treats here and there. I'm like, okay, at least I know how I'm going to feel, yeah. right? Even though it was like a month ago, I was like, okay, I haven't had eggs in five years. I'm going to try having eggs. I felt like junk, right? Yeah. I thought maybe I could reintroduce them. No, my body just is going to reject them. So with the, the Hashimoto's, I was like, okay, she's like, we're going to have to get your TPO antibodies done so your body can start metabolizing the way it's supposed to have the energy that you naturally need. Let's get you on another medication. We did a compound one, which is not any of the um, prescribed ones. It still has to be prescribed to a a pharmacy, but they make it based on your specific body's needs, which is really great. So Mm -hmm. I have a specific mix of T3 and T4 that I had to take. And by taking that and adjusting my lifestyle, reducing my stress, improving my eating significantly and doing a few things lifestyle in terms of like sleep. A lot of people with thyroid issues struggle with sleeping well or we sweat a lot, wake up a lot, things like that. We were able to reduce it down and manage it now and mm-hmm. still able to live just an incredibly vibrant life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say every day is vibrant. I got three kids here <laughs> I'm all under the age of six at this time of recording, but it's, it's insane. But mm-hmm. I'm able to listen to my body, work on each area of the stress, the sleep, the nutrition, moving my body appropriately for me. And that's what a lot of us don't get is 
just because there's a new workout program out, just because there's a new diet fad, just because there's some new sleep monitoring thing, doesn't mean that it's right for your body, your specific body. We all are made up, and, and people have heard this, people are all made up of different genes and things like that and, and whatnot, but there's never going to be anyone, there never has been anyone like you in terms of your makeup. There never will be anyone like you. And so we have to take and really understand how we feel, understand our lifestyle, understand just everything about it and our genetic makeup. I, I really encourage people to, you know, <laughs> understand what your genetic makeup is. Because like, even for example, we just did this with my naturopath probably about in two or three months now, we did a really intensive study on my genes, my specific gene makeup. And I've got a couple of gene mutations that I can only manage from my lifestyle. But I can say like here, if I do this, it's going to quote dirty my genes and make me feel worse. And if I do these things, it's going to make me feel better because of how my genetic makeup is. We're too quick to jump on the fad train. <laughs> and yeah, like, like you say, people promise you results and like yeah. the transformation and all this and that. You're sold on that. And it's like, well, no, it's not necessarily going to work for you. And then you're disappointed when you, you implement it or whatever it is. You try it and it doesn't work. And you think, well, well what's going to work? <laughs> and then you're just in that cycle of like the next thing. <laughs> exactly. And it's really hard for us in our society these days. We want mm-hmm. these quick fixes. But I mean, I really challenge you all out there with, with if you've got, if, whether you've been diagnosed or you haven't been diagnosed and mm-hmm. you just have some symptoms, just listen to your body. You're your own doctor. Like mm-hmm. the doctors out there, they are great to assist with some of the things, but you have to think about it from their point of view. Do they care about each individual patient as like a loved one? No. They don't. And I I say this kindly because like my mom's a naturopath and I've got friends who are doctors and they care, but when they go home at night, they go home at night and that's it up to us. And they have their own health issues, by the way, too. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to be listening to your body, to observe, you know, and especially like as a mom, I challenge any of you moms out there too. How many times do we sit there and we watch our spouses or we watch our kids and observe them. And because of us observing them, we're able to alter in a good or bad way. (laughs) There's both (laughs) ends of it. It's a good or bad way, how we are going to respond to situations, how we're going to feed our kids, how we're, you know, what activities we're going to do with them. If we've got one kid who really likes gymnastics, are we going to say, no, you have to go and play baseball? No. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to start changing things because of what you observed. And you're right. So we have to learn to do that with our own selves in order to better ourselves. We can't depend on someone else to be our mom the rest of our lives. We all have choices um, to make, definitely. And I think sometimes people feel like there is no other choice and that they're controlled by their diagnosis or their symptoms. And I know that's not invalidating anybody's experiences, but I think, you know, everybody does have a choice to change their situation and how they respond to you know their symptoms and how they're feeling definitely I think that, that that's one subject to try and talk about and just to give a bit of a different perspective because I think sometimes you can get so bogged down and thinking that nothing's helping or nothing's working for you but you, you will find a way and there will be something that works for you you just kind of have to keep 
keep going and keep trying, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And here's the thing too, is like a lot of us, we, we have these tests run because we want to find out something and then we're scared or we're overwhelmed yeah. by finding out those results. Mm-hmm. Here's the really cool thing because we have so much technology out there and so much information is getting those results shouldn't stress you out. What it should do is, especially in, you know, our, our first world countries here is we now have the opportunity. We have the knowledge now. We may not have all the information, just like we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what the future is, but now we have information. It's like magic news, right? It's our unique signature. It's like, hey, look at no one else is exactly like us. Now we know and we have the opportunity to not be like, oh, this is our death sentence. We now have the opportunity to say, this is our life. This is how we're going to live. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Right? You can choose to continue living the way you were. Okay, great. You're going to keep feeling the way you are. Do you want to yeah. be the same next month as you are now feeling and even lifestyle, whatever it may be? Just like a lot of us don't want to be in the same financial boats next month or you know, worse, right? So same thing with our health. Like think about now I have this knowledge. Okay. I may not have all the details or the information around it or the solution, but I have some amazing information about who I've specifically been designed to be. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. It's all about remembering that you can change, you know, the future going forward. And there is always a choice with that. Like you say, with the magic, inf- I love that magic information that you have um, in front of you. So definitely. Um, I feel like Vanessa, you're really good at like explaining everything and you probably answered a lot of my questions <laughs> that I was going to ask. But just to kind of like wrap things up towards the end, I usually like ask this like prior, but I think you've touched on some of these things already of like how you now help other people with kind of your knowledge and experiences and also maybe to just recap maybe your top three tips of how to kind of go about things and how to what would your advice basically be for somebody who is struggling at the moment with um, kind of symptoms and the chronic condition going forward I know we've kind of talked about this but just to kind of give you top three things (laughs) yeah well what I would say too is if you're feeling off in any way like we've said, is Mm -hmm. just start monitoring what's going on in your life. Like think about any stressors. Stress is huge, right? Think about how you're moving your body. If you're moving your body, maybe you're moving it too much, what you're eating, right? What just, what kind of circumstances you're going through, maybe what traumas you've had recently or over the past few years. Um, And just, you know, everyone hates the word like journal, journal it out, but like write those things down. And then when you get tested or if you you say like, Hey, you know, Dr. So-and-so, can I get tested? Or they think you need to be tested. Look at a fresh perspective, come in as if, as if you're like, Hey, okay, when I get this news, because you can't change it, right? It's, It's already been tested. You can't change your body. It's just saying, this is what it is. Be like, okay, what can I do with this now? Right. Look at it from a, a positive perspective of like, okay, and even if it is a diagnosis, or even if you don't get one, it's like, hey, we still don't know anything. Be like, okay, we have some information. Just mm-hmm. like when you go into sales, it's like you keep going for the no until you get a yes, right, type thing. And then another thing too, I didn't touch on this, but it's like, okay, think about this. Just because you have a name to your symptoms, that doesn't mean anything. It's what you do with it. You mm-hmm. know, so many people have 
not reversed, but they've put their symptoms into remission because they've taken control. They've educated themselves, they've empowered themselves, and they've worked with health professionals or coaches to get them to the optimal self. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do is just keep looking at it because I always say it's like, look at your your four-year-old self. Look at your kids would you say the things or do the things to your body or your mind that you would tell or do to a four-year-old? No, you would be encouraging them to keep living better, to keep being happy, to keep all that stuff. You do that too. You do that too. Start being, don't be like, woe is me. Oh, life stinks, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have days like that, by the way, but don't make your entire life around it. There's going to be days we feel sore and ill and things like that. Be like, okay, maybe this is a great day for me to just rest my mind and body. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's see what happens. Exactly that. And it's, it, it comes all comes back to listening to your body and how you're feeling. And just don't stay stuck in those that kind of mindset of low and the, there's there's no other kind of options. And, you know, you are, like Vanessa said, you are allowed to have those days, but don't stay stuck there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so. I think like just get around people, you know, that's why like yeah. I created the the Facebook community that I have and the, the just the programs because you can do all of the right things in terms of health and movement and things like that. But if you don't have people around you supporting you, a lot of our families and friends don't understand mm-hmm. our chronic conditions. They're like tired of hearing us say we're tired and sore and not wanting to go and do anything. Right. But in those communities, we understand and we don't say like, oh, yeah, me too. And oh, we were all on a crappy day. We, we encourage each other. And that's what you need. Yeah, definitely. So, like community and support has been, you know, something that I found super helpful. And knowing that there's other people kind of going through what you're going through and kind of like relate to you. So you're not sort of just mm-hmm. like you say, um, saying how kind of rubbish you feel or kind of what symptoms are coming up to people around you who not don't necessarily understand it so no I, I agree oh, yeah I mean y'all are so lucky these days like yeah. back in 2007 when I was first diagnosed like Facebook was barely a thing and they didn't have stuff like that it was like yeah. how do you know someone else has your condition now we have just so many people that you can reach out to online like don't put yourselves in a hole and be alone yeah no definitely and that's that's such a lovely kind of thing to um and on, I think, you know, don't feel alone. There are other people out there who probably feel exactly the same as you and, you know, want that support as well. So just know that you're not alone. And yeah, thank you so much, Vanessa, and coming on to talk about your chronic condition. It's been super helpful. I don't know a lot about Hashimoto's at all. So it was really interesting to hear about your experiences um, and your journey so far. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. If people want to come and connect with you, where can they find you? I will put all of your links in the show notes. Of course, of course. Yes. And please do. I'm I'm here to help and guide you. And as you guys could probably tell from my attitude and voice, I'm not here to like sugarcoat anything, Um, but I'm definitely here to support you in any way. But you can find me at VanessaMcConkie.com and it is spelled differently. If you misspell it, I have all the domains leading to my right right spelling of my name. (laughs) So you can find me on Facebook in our groups at our autoimmune wellness community group and on Instagram. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I'll leave everything in the show notes if you want to go and follow Vanessa. But thank you again so much for coming on, Vanessa, to chat with us and share your experiences. Of course, of course.
thank you so much guys for listening um until next time thank you so much for listening i'd love it if you could subscribe share with others who may find our episodes helpful and leave a comment on my instagram which is at va underscore steph solutions to let me know if you listened along and what you found most helpful